Hello, I'm Somia Aryan. I'm the founder of Fempeak, a platform where visionary women come to gain live access to global leaders and reach their peak potential. Before I tell you more about today's guest, I want you to know that over the coming weeks and months, I will be delving a lot deeper into all things blockchain, crypto, metaverse, and Web3. I've been studying the blockchain space since 2018, but I didn't publicly talk about it until recently because I wanted to make sure that I had enough conviction before sharing my own views. The pandemic was the last draw for me, as I believe that we are on the verge of a seismic shift in the macroeconomic landscape and women risk being left behind. I won't go into too much detail about it yet, as you will learn more through these upcoming conversations and of course through the sessions that we are running on Fempi. Now, my guest on today's podcast is Jennifer Grayson. She is recognized as one of the top 50 female influencers in crypto and one of the top 100 people in blockchain. So without further ado, let's hear this conversation and what Jennifer has to say. I read somewhere that you never have the same hair color twice. <laughs> so it's what's true. that? What's that uh, that's that's on my bio. And actually, since the last time we met, uh, it is still the same color. I have always um, I've loved it. I've had my hair like weirdly colored um, for twenty years. I think is that right? That makes me seem really old. Um, and it's always different. Like every time somebody sees me, like it's blue or pink or red or green or something. And so it's because I mix it and put it on and you, I am no sort of professional. And so I never know how it's going to come out. And so that's the story. Yeah. So do you think there was, um, any relation between the fact that think if you think of this as a little quirk about you know the way that you operate and your interest in um crypto and you know blockchain and like something that's like really uh now it's on everybody's mind you know and people talk about it more but there was a time that you know people were like what is this all about you know so that just like that spirit of being an explorer was that part oh. of I, gosh, yes and no. Um, I am wholly coming into who I am as a cartographer um, and that I am kind of one of those people who goes first um, and have no idea what a map is or where I'm headed. There is no map, uncharted waters. It's the way I've lived my entire life. This is the first time I've ever been um, an early adopter when it comes to tech. Um, I am not very good at tech and anyone who's ever seen me use a cell phone can attest to this. Um, I get lost all the time. So this is the first time that it's ever married up with something technological, but I'm absolutely always the rebel, independent, truth teller. Um, I go first and then have to come back and get my friends and family, my employees, um, my investors, I always have to come back and explain to them where we're headed and where we're going. And so it really is no different that it's crypto. Um, it just so happens this is something that I stumbled into because of my other love, which is writing. Um, and it 
it really was luck. I, I lucked into this um, in 2017. And it was because I had met um, an absolute just mad scientist who was startlingly brilliant. And he was working with AI and VR and I was writing a book about VR. And um, I asked him if he would be my VR um, specialist. And he was like, well, have you ever been in VR? And so every time we would spend time together, it was like for five hours. And um, one day we went to lunch and I was like, will you explain this Bitcoin thingy to me? Cause I just, I don't get it. And he did, and he explained it in a way that I perfectly understood it. And that began a relationship between the two of us where we were business partners and we were two halves of the same brain. And he could explain things in a way that was so technologically oh, beyond what normal humans could understand. And he said it in a way that I just understood it and I could bridge it to the rest of the world. And that really has been my role in crypto is as this bridge with AI as well. Um, you know, when he would talk about artificial intelligence, it was in a way that I was like, oh, I get it. And I can then explain it in a way where the rest of the world can understand it at least enough to be intrigued. Um, and so that really is how I tripped into crypto. And because I'm the loudmouth girl with green or blue or pink hair, um, I got picked up a lot. And so um, I was the one that people wanted on panels. Um, I was the one that they were flying across the world. I'm also very smart, but I stand out. And so because of that, um, I was ending up on these panels all around the world and I've never been afraid to say, well, that's dumb. Why are we doing it that way? And so I got a reputation in the industry for being the one who was calling out the SEC, who was calling out these guys that were building these businesses in 2017 and were doing with the ICOs and they were doing it with scams. They were taking advantage of people. And I was the one who said, no. We're not doing it that way. We need to self-regulate. Um, and so I've always been a cartographer. Um, and, and this is the first time that it's been very financially advantageous to me. Um, and that it's happened in a way that is something that is shifting the world as we know it. That is finally a technology that is wanted to support um, what we want as a world, the way we want to shift um, the generation, the generational wealth gap, um, the gender wealth gap, the unbanked, like all of these things that we want. Um, crypto is the first thing that has been able to support us in what we've been speaking and, you know, the collective we and, and definitely the gender we um, into something that we want to be different, where we can take our power back, whether it's a creator, whether it's a woman, whether it's an entrepreneur, um, crypto is the technology behind that. Um, much in the way the World Wide Web was the way to um, create equanimity with knowledge, because it wasn't just who had the knowledge, 
it was we all have the knowledge now and crypto is a way um, to level that playing field with money and tech yeah. and transparency. Absolutely. And, um, you know, people have a tendency to romanticize the past and say, oh, you know, baby boomers had it better. They had this and, you know, then the next generation had this and millennials don't have any of those. Millennials have crypto. Like, you know, for the first time, you know, if you are, I was an early on the Bitcoin thing because um, at the time I was living with somebody that I remember we had an argument about it, uh, about blockchain, you know, when we were sitting in an expensive restaurant um, on a holiday and I was trying to talk about blockchain and how interesting this was. And, you know, and, 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 uh, and um, it was like really discouraged out of me. And, and then I had so many other things going on and I kind of put it behind. It wasn't until um, early 2021 this year like literally, you know, in the past, although I did read books about it. I read a lot of books about the blockchain space, but it wasn't until uh, February 2021 that I actually bought crypto for the first time. And, mm -hmm. and you know, and uh, then I got my wallet and all, all those, those things. And, and then I started to really follow that space. And I was like, wow, this is a real opportunity for women to close the wealth gap, you know, like, I bought Solana. I wish I had bought more. I bought Solana <laughs> when it was like 24, uh, 24 pounds. And now it's like 150 pounds or something like that. And, and, and I, uh, I just didn't buy enough of it. I wish I had bought more, but there will be another one. There will be more of these kinds of opportunities. Um, and, you know, who knows where, where um, the space is going. Uh, I really want to be an active participant and, um, uh, I really see an opportunity here to uh, make a, a change in, make a real change in, in people's, like a, a really tangible change. Like the, where else do you get to buy something for 24 quid and within the same year, you know, have six times your money of, you know, if, if you buy a hundred thousand worth of it or 10,000 worth of it, that's, that, these are life-changing sums of money. And, and that partly also shows where inflation is going and you know, where, you know, how fiat money is, is changing. Um, it's it's uh, losing its uh, relevance and, and power. I, so what's your thoughts on, on how, the future of all of this, where, where this is going? Because I think if the future is going to be more like digital currency based and then crypto based, you know, if you are living in a world where crypto uh, or let's say Bitcoin, for example, is the equivalent of gold uh, in, you know, fiat world, if it's, if it's in a similar kind of way um, and you have the opportunity to be at the early stages, I mean, that's, that's a real opportunity for our generation. It is absolutely. And, and I think you made a couple of really great points. Um, one, I think Everyone has a similar sentiment, no matter what they purchased. Um, I wish I would have bought more. Like it doesn't matter what crypto you buy or when you buy it. Um, we always wish we would have bought more. Um, you know, last week was everything was down 20%. Mm -hmm. 
and a lot of people got liquidated. And so this is my one moment of like cautionary tale of we all wish we'd have bought more. Uh, you know, hindsight's always 2020, right? Um, and also never invest more than you can afford to lose. Um, this isn't like, like investing in blue chip stocks, even though those go down all the time. Um, but there is less risk. Um, depending on what you're buying, um, there's a lot of risk in it. Um, you know, if you buy Berkshire Hathaway stock or Tesla stock, you're fairly certain that that investment is pretty secured. So I always like to um, talk about people's level of risk. You know, my mom invests in crypto very differently than my brother and I do. Um, we're very speculative. He and I do a lot of research. He listens to like, oh my gosh, every podcast that's out there. Um, he told me about Solana um, way uh, months before I actually bought it and I didn't get in until late. Um, but the thing that we talk about with crypto is um, there's the digital currency side, which is when you look at just Bitcoin, um, which that's all it is. It's just a digital currency. If we look at some of these other ones, we look at Solana, we look at Ethereum, we look at Polkadot, we look at some of these other ones, they're companies. Um, they are tech, they're tech companies that are being run. They have teams. They have all of the same things that Tesla does. And so when we look at investing in Tesla and we look at investing in Apple, right? Like the big fang ones, um, you know, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, um, they're all tech companies. Um, and so when we invest in crypto, we need to be talking about them as tech companies. If you want to day trade and you're day trading just like you do with currencies, um, if you're um, a typical day trader, you're looking at you know the yen, the dollar, the euro, those are currencies. Um, and so if you're looking at cryptocurrencies and you're looking at just the digital currency side of it, um, and you're day trading, you're going to come at this with a very different mentality. Um, and that's what we're seeing right now. Like everybody's a genius when it's a bull market, you know, and when everything you buy goes up 20%, but when it's a bear market and I'm seeing a lot of big people, I mean, you know, we're talking about this at the front end of December, 2021. And so right now I'm seeing some big whales and big day traders that are moving into stable coins, um, which still might be the biggest gamble ever. I mean, we don't know anything about stable coins. There's in theory, they're stable, but we have regulators that are making some really aggressive decisions. Um, you know, if you're, if you're living in, in countries that um, are all in on Bitcoin being legal tender, um, that, that looks different than if you live in the U.S., where I think this year we're going to see some heavy-handed legislation come down. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I've always hoped to be wrong. I, the U.S. and the way they handle cryptocurrencies is concerning. Um, but millennials are also unburdened by um, a lot of things that, that boomers had. Um, 
you know, boomers were told that if you got a college degree and you got a wife and a house and a retirement and a pension, then everything worked exactly like it was supposed to do. And for them, it did. You just worked hard and you got your reward at the end of it. And by golly, you had a retirement that looks great and you had a pension and social security and they led the next generation into that. And the, the next generation got led into that. And now millennials are there kind of being the bag holders. And so they're a little bit disenchanted. And now you have crypto that's coming along, which doesn't play by any of the same rules. None of them. Um, it's not, doesn't play by the stock market rules. Um, it's global. You know, when we look at the stock market, it's a very, um, it, it's, you have the US market and then you have the Asian market, right? And, and they all are very different. Um, they close. Um, crypto is 24 seven and around the world. And you can see what happens when Asia wakes up. We can see what happens when the US wakes up, right? Like we can watch these, um, these different markers happen. And millennials have, they're free of a lot of the same burdens because they can't afford to buy a house. They're not going to get a house. Um, and so they don't have these giant mortgages. They have a lot more freedom. We have a digital economy. We have digital workforces. Now we can work from anywhere in the world. We don't have to have apartments in Manhattan. We don't have to have, you know, this scenario where we're keeping up with the Joneses because as long as the inside of our walk-in closet looks really nice and looks great on a Zoom <laughs> meeting, then we're free to change where we live. It's all about the backdrop. Um, and when we walk out from behind a screen, where do we want that to be? Where do we want to spend our time? And so millennials um, and the Gen Zers really have this new freedom that boomers didn't have. Um, and, and I think it, it's, I think that's why we see um, the aggressiveness between the generations, right? We have boomers that are really pissed and they're like, what the hell? No, 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 no. You don't get to go be free and decide where you want to live and that you don't want to get a house and a mortgage and you're going to live what Tim Ferriss kind of gave us, which was the four hour work week, right? And so there's this anger brewing, but we also have boomers like my mom, who is heavy into crypto. And she was like, you know what? Tell me what I need to do. And when I told her to buy the dip the other day, she was like, tell me what I'm buying. And she loves it because she has her own money. You know, my dad wants her in gold and silver because that's the kind of boomer he is. And my mom's like, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm going to diversify. And so I think that's the other beauty of crypto is crypto doesn't care. Crypto doesn't care if you're a man or a woman or if you have 24 quid or you have $100,000 or you're dealing in rupees. Like crypto doesn't care. Do you have a mobile phone? Great. Then buy some crypto. You don't need a bank. 
You can even earn it in different ways. Like yes. Those. Yes. It's fantastic. And so I think that's what I love about crypto is it doesn't matter what generation you are. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't, none of it matters. None of it matters. And it's amazing. So we talked about the generations. How about gender? Like, how do you see crypto freeing, uh, you know, helping women's financial freedom? I have a lot of thoughts on that. And one of the biggest things that I've talked about that that is my recurring theme is this theme of the masculine versus the feminine. Women tend to be more feminine and men tend to be more masculine. Um, but if we look at the leaders that we resonate with, um, especially over the course of the last um, certainly eight years, um, we resonate with feminine leaders. And I've always said that um, Bitcoin is a feminine movement. And if we talk about um, what is feminine? That is collaboration. It's cooperation. Um, it's the dark side. So anonymity, um, being okay with um, forsaking self for the good of the community. Um, and so when we talk about crypto, I love to be able to talk about it from a feminine space, um, which typically is more female, but I have had the beauty of being able to have um, business partners who were really more feminine. They were the caretakers in their family. They were the ones who were taking care of the kids. Um, their wives are definitely more masculine. Um, they are the um, bigger money earners. Um, and and really are deep in their masculine energy. And so, yes, I do think crypto is allowing more women um, a bigger freedom, but so did banks when they allowed women to start getting bank accounts, right? And so if we look at the way money has changed over the course of the last 40 years, there have been a lot of milestones. This is just one more milestone that is allowing um, females to have things that men have always had. But I think also it is more things that the privileged have always had. Um, and so I think that basket is bigger than just women. Um, because it is people of color. It is um, in some countries, it is other castes. Like if you look at India and the shifts that are happening there, if we talk about Africa. Um, and so if we talk about this beyond just what I know as a white woman who has always been able to live in a first world country um, and who has been blessed to be able to start traveling all over the world for the last four years, um, I think crypto gets to shift the entirety of a feminine population, which has been um, silenced by a masculine population for a very, very, very long time. 
And so I think in that way, yes, crypto is able to start giving a voice, a freedom, a level playing field into the feminine. Awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And when you're talking about crypto being more feminine, uh, the way I see it, I think that the entire, this new age of technology is more feminine. Yes. Uh, you know, not just crypto. And I, I, let me explain this because some people might hear this and think, what are you talking about? There are not enough women in tech. But basically, in uh, I, I'm a philosopher, you know, I studied philosophy and I call myself a tech philosopher. And one of the things that my favorite philosopher is Nietzsche. Uh, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. Know, yeah. And, and he says, he talks about, he's got my favorite book of him is uh, The Birth of Tragedy. And in this book, he talks about how um, like the Apollonian and the Dionysian cultures, right? The Apollo, uh, the Apo, um, Apollo was a god of uh, order and uh, you know form and Dionysus was the god of um, uh, I don't want to say disorder but like you know uh, formlessness yeah you could say disorder darkness you know all, all this stuff that you were talking about which is a much more feminine um, uh, trait and or uh, at least metaphorically you know it's yes. has always been like you know it's like the yin and yang and yin yang. it's always been like that right so what um, for him, he talks about the fact that um, the entire Greek philosophy is Apollonian. Basically, from the time of Socrates, we started going down this Apollonian, you know, before that Greek philosophy wasn't like that, Greek society wasn't like that. So it was since the, the uh, since Socrates, that's why he calls it the, the birth of tragedy, right? Now it's like, since Socrates, we started becoming a lot more logical and a lot more, we, we started caring more about validity rather than the truth, right? Like validity is more like you can, you can make a statement valid, but it may not be true, you know? So there's, there's a difference between that, right? So, so truth is much more nebulous. That's why Nietzsche says truth is a woman. You know, and and you can never know it for for sure, right? You know, right. it's like it, it's ever changing. Truth is ever changing, right? So so truth is so one of the reasons why the Greek philosophy went down that route is because um, it's much easier. You know, the Apollonian is much easier. It's logic. You know, it's it's easier for us to grasp, um, and it allows our brains to automate things. Then you know, it's like because if you have logic then you can you, you get you can get used to whatever it is the way that you pro let's say for example religion religion so all of the uh, all of the religions all of the at least the monoist mono mono uh, monoism you call it right like the monoistic um religions i'm trying to think of the word you know all of the religions that have got the god right, right. so the like single the single god yes the single god right so uh all of these religions have uh basically uh, they are following in the footstep of Greek philosophy uh, after Socrates in that let's say they give you the 10 commandments they give you five rules for this and that so so like you've got rules so you don't have to use your own mind to yes. think of uh, what to do in each case it's like if you're in doubt oh don't eat pork like 
why you know like you know because because we decided because someone decided yeah like or like don't eat this don't eat that don't don't Mm -hmm. like wear hijab you know like cover your hair yeah all that stuff like everything from from the structure of a family you know like we create we created rules all of our rules all of our like our entire educational system uh, is driven from religion you think about you know in the past oh, right the, all of the like there was no there were no schools there were only like you would education was reading uh, the, the book of god whatever that was right and and even like in the past like even in other religions like monks would be the only ones who uh, got actually actually uh, they they learned to read and write you know it was like the uh, so so basically the entire philosophy of um uh, you know greek philosophy comes from that background of uh, apollonian thinking and it's coming to a head now it's coming to a place that now in this century as these new technologies are growing we are coming to a level of complexity that logic is no longer enough that is no longer the Apollonian uh, system, you know, like that's why our educational system, it's not, it's not good enough for what we are, you know, where we are right now. Like, you know, I was talking to my team today about creating uh, live courses for, for women uh, to get into these fields. Because I said, what's the point of creating recorded courses? Because by the time, uh, let's say you want to create a course about the metaverse, right uh, and and then like two months later something else comes out <laughs> you know what i mean like the, the speed that's why everything we do on on Pampik is live right so the speed of change is so uh so vast and so fast you know that it uh, that that you need to be able to think not almost like, like i was go as far as saying not think but almost feel it you know, uh, I don't know if you know about the idea of the umwelt. You know what an umwelt is? Uh, tell me. So, okay. So basically, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. David, uh, David Eagleman or something like that. I have, to, I have to see what his name is. But basically, he's um, developing this, um, like these devices that, that you put on your body and it helps you feel like say for example you would heal so you would feel uh the change of the weather in a way that like or let's like you could potentially like you he's talking about things like like you could wear like if you think you could wear a belt and you could feel the the changes in the stock market in your stomach you know <laughs> like you know like things that will be like that will create new sensations you know and, and new ways of um communicating with the world outside uh, and and like the whole world coming alive right you know like this this is a whole new way of thinking and i really want to get more women interested in these things and and like you know because we are at the on the verge of designing a whole new way of being as humans you know and we are redefining what humanity means and I, I think that the role of women is much more than just giving birth and having children. I think there's, you know, that, that we really need a female perspective in designing these new, um, new technologies. Well, and it, 
it always was, right? I mean, that's the thing, like you said, like this, this move to, to, and it's such a trigger word, but so I'm not, I, I was going to say this move to the patriarchy, but I won't say it, but this move to, if, if we, if we stay in keeping with the masculine, right. And, and into this whole side, this logical side that Socrates um, sent everybody down, it was a vast departure from the way we've lived as a species since the beginning. Exactly. We, we are more community driven. We are more matriarchal. We, I mean, if you look at any group, family, anything, right? Like women are, to your point, well beyond just mothers and caretakers, but we are leaders. We have always been leaders. Um, and, and somewhere along the way, everyone got behind this idea that Socrates had of this logical, and then we've just gone down this um, path and it's time to kind of circle back into, okay, the feminine is so much more intuitive where we do feel the weather. We just don't, we have forgotten. We need to remember um, that we know in our bodies what the weather feels like. We had to, right? We had to as a species because we didn't live in houses with heaters. And so if you think about who we are as a species, which for all that we've evolved, we are still mammals. We know things. We know things. We just don't know what to do with this information. And so if we tune into our bodies and if we think about our guts and the fact that um, there are a million, millions of organisms in our guts. And so it's why we say, I have a gut feeling about it. Why, you know, mm, my gut just doesn't feel right about that. We have the language for that, but we don't always trust it. And yet as women, because of the dangers that we have faced inside this society, right? We know when we walk into an unsafe situation, we just know. We know when someone isn't safe. And so we have honed those fearful sides of us, but not necessarily the beneficial sides of us. We know when something's wrong with our friends or our babies, but do we know when something's right with our babies and our friends? Um, you know, we have that intuition that is, oh my gosh, I wonder how Sherry's doing. I should call her. And we don't always follow it, but what if we did, right? It's these nudges that we have throughout the course of the day that when it's fearful, we listen but what if we listened to the good things? And I think that's the shift that we get to start making is into the, um, the newness of, oh my gosh, today's going to be sunny, right? Like into those weather things. Like I love that he's creating this haptic feedback. And also we already have that. Um, and, and I think that certain term, I think one of the things that's really as women we have is the cycles like and it's mm -hmm. fascinating like it's so fascinating like your body changes four times in a month like you, you have four different cycles within a month 
and yeah. and like my mood my level of energy my ability to my creativity you know like so they they, they change and and they change in not necessarily good ways or bad ways they are all good they're all good they're yeah. just different yes right they're just different and and I see I, I feel like if we have more women in in technology in finance we will have a lot more innovation a lot more innovation oh because, because because just by the fact that you have this um Dionysian you know uh like it's what is the Dionysian to me the Dionysian is the ability to deal with lack of order or lack of uh form you know lack, uh, like it, the Dionysian superpower is the ability to decipher the unknown to decipher to not be afraid of the unknown you know what does the Apollonian do it, it creates logic and order because it helps it um uh, uh figure things out just like you know uh, the the uh, you know what we have done with with our calculators for London but AI it's inherently more similar to women oh totally formal and better the more formless it is the less you construct the data that you give it the better are the results the more raw the data the more unbiased the data the more formless the data the better the the information that you get out of it the better it's able to then find patterns and so I, I think we have to move into this. Could you imagine? And, and this isn't to say that where we've come from hasn't served us, right? It's all perfect. It's gotten us to where we are. It's gotten us, we needed um, form to get us to Henry Ford and the car and the automobile and technology and Amazon and internet and all of these things. And so great but could you imagine now, I, and I've, I've never thought of this until you just said this, but could you imagine if instead of an arbitrary Monday through Friday, nine to five, which doesn't work on a global scale anyway, because who's Monday, who's 9 a.m., who's 5 p.m., but could you imagine if companies started being operated on a cyclical manner? And so you had, right, a month, so we have 28 days, right? And you have this system that then could be, all right, we are going to have weeks that are massive weeks of production, and then we're going to have weeks that are slower, and then we're going to have weeks where we don't do anything, right? And if you think about the moon and the way the moon works, right? We have the new moon, the full moon, and then we have the the, the periods on either side of it. It's cyclical. And the moon rules everything from the tides, our bodies, our cycles, everything, right? Everything is cyclical. So why do we have this arbitrary Monday through Friday, nine to five, that isn't a cycle? It's just dumb, <laughs> It's because dumb. men don't have cycles. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. And so if we think about that, and if we think about moving into a future 
um, that was based on cycles, holy cow, the productivity, because like you said, when I'm in that super productive cycle, like get the hell out of my way. I'm not stopping at five o'clock. Are you kidding me? I, I know that it's a month before I'm going to hit this cycle again. And so I'm all in. Like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to stop. I don't want to have a meeting. I don't want to nothing. I am all in on that productivity of whatever I'm doing. And then I have those weeks where I'm like, I don't want to nothing. Like, I don't want to nothing. I shouldn't have to get up. I shouldn't have to be productive. I shouldn't have to talk to people. I should be able to just hibernate and heal and be quiet and eat and, chocolate. And women live longer. I think that the fact that we have a cycle, it, it, it helps. Like, like, this is a superpower. We just, oh, 100%. Like, we just don't think of it that way. You know, we have, you know, for the longest time, I used to hate the cycle because I felt like, what I hated the fact that I had this downturn, you know, I was like, I would go like all the time like that. Right. And, and once I learned to actually work with the cycle, I'm more productive than ever. And I'm happier, much happier. Yes. It's like one of the pieces of technology that helped me so much, my ordering. Ooh, you know, I've been thinking about getting one of those. It's amazing. Like, honestly, uh, you know, we, uh, I'm going to reach out to them and see if we can work with them at, uh, because we talk about it so much. We, we talk about it all the time. I love it. All of my team, we, we all have um, our ring. Um, and I got one for everybody. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. So essentially, um, the, so the old ordering didn't recognize cycles. Now, this is a new one that is, uh, that is supposed to, uh, I've only had this one for a couple of weeks. I've, I had my other one up until a couple of weeks ago. But essentially, it, because it was not designed by women, it was not designed to think of women's cycle, right? Yeah. right? And, and whenever I, I was near my period, it, it would say, I w- uh, wake up in the morning and have a message. It looks like you're, you know, you're not feeling well, like your body temperature is too high or, you know, your heart rate is this and that. So it doesn't recognize that I have um, cycles. So now the new one is supposed to, we'll see, um, it's machine learning, right? So it's going to keep getting better. Right. But um Imagine if if the world was designed in a way to count for our cycle and, and the fact that we are not as tall, <laughs> you know, these are two things. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we, yes, are <laughs> right. We want offices that are warmer, right? Like everything about us, we, we just operate differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like when you go to a restaurant and you're supposed to wear this beautiful dress and then you get there, it's so cold, you have to put on a jacket. <laughs> right? yeah. Like a full jacket, yes. And you're like, okay, well, under all of this, I look really, really pretty, but I can't <laughs> wear it because the temperature in the restaurant is set for all the men. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so and, and like, you know, we're, we're saying this in a, in a spirit of, fun right it's not like you know we're not man bashing or anything like that it's just like it's just men they're my favorite I love that they're so warm because then I can snuggle them and get warm so it's yeah we love men don't 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 think that we are being you know like mean we do love men we just would love if the world were also 
um, a bit more inclusive. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit more inclusive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going back to this um, idea, and you're you're going to come on on Fanpeak, and we're going to talk about women and crypto and all that stuff. So there are women listening to this now, and they're thinking about this this whole space. What does it mean to them? What, what tell us a little bit about your journey so you you mentioned about the gentleman that you met and he really encouraged you to go in um so did you uh, uh like from a career perspective and then from a you know a personal kind of investment perspective what are some of the thoughts that you have for anybody starting to look into this and a little bit learning from your journey one of the things that I try to remind women is that crypto is just a technology. Like if we talk about crypto and blockchain, it's just tech and tech companies need everybody. They need accountants. They need receptionists. They need writers. They need um, coders, obviously, but, um, and, and I think coding is a language everyone should learn. Like it's the one language my little boys are required to learn. Um, and so coding is a valuable part of it. And I think the amount of jobs that are that are going to be available for blockchain developers is staggering. Like we are not going to be able, we can't meet that need currently we're not going to be able to meet that need for the next decade like if you want a surefire job please learn how to code um but i meet so many people that want to get involved but they don't know technology and i i literally point to my history and say i am like the least techie person you've ever met um, and I'm one of the top females in the space um, because I'm loud and because I was a writer. Um, and so I, I started my career um, really like my professional career um, was as an executive assistant for a financial advisor. And it was right at the beginning of um, the dot-com boom. And I can remember I'll never forget it. A woman came into the mailroom and she said, so who is getting the AOL um, IPO? Should we do AOL or Yahoo? And I, I think back on that of like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd have bought Yahoo um, back in the day. And, and crypto really is kind of our dot-com do-over. But I was involved with... Um, financial advisors for a really long time. Um, but I didn't really know anything about finance. Um, you know, I was just kind of the executive assistant. These guys were making all the really heavy duty decisions. I worked with um, CFAs. I then went on to work with um, a couple of geniuses who were doing premium finance in the insurance industry. So I had an awareness around um, finance and that space, but I was a writer at heart. I mean, that was really where my heart still lies. Um, and so I always had like writing projects on the side, fiction, like silly, like science fiction stuff. Um, and I became a ghostwriter because I realized I could make a lot of money writing for other people. And so 
that was how I got involved in blockchain was truly honestly from a writing standpoint. I was writing blog posts for this guy because he just didn't have the time. He couldn't translate it. The things that he was doing were so esoteric in whether it was AI or VR or crypto um, that, that no one still, still can understand or have a conversation with him. Like he is so brilliant on a level that just the rest of humanity will probably never be able to understand him. Um, and I could translate for him. And so when someone says to me, I want to get involved, but I don't know how, just start. Like every tech company needs what you have, whether it is your ability to um, order supplies or make appointments or follow up or educate or put a, a podcast together um, or to video a podcast. Um, it like it literally doesn't matter where your skill set lies. And I would also say where your passion lies. Because I think over the course of the last two years of this pandemic, we've all gotten really, really clear on how we want to spend our days. And that being paid to do something that we hate um, sucks and isn't a great way to spend our days. And so this shift, which it was perfectly timed. And if we think about the timing going from this um, where we've been to where we want to go, we had to have this big space in between that is this pause that is, is this really how I want to be spending my days? Is everything that I've been told up until now true, right? Like I love that word of, of truth and truth is ever changing. It's what we want it to be. And there are people out there that are truth tellers who are willing to step forward and say, yeah, you know what? No, thank you. Not doing it anymore. Which is why we're seeing the, the great resignation right now where people are going, I don't want to spend my hours like that. And so now we're shifting into this space that is, okay, well, so what do you want to do? And so when I look at crypto, and blockchain, which is absolutely where we're going. And the reason is because of the transparency and the fact that blockchain is accountability on a level that we all want. It is absolutely irrevocably um, the transparency of, oh, you really do have a supply chain where you say that you are operating on this level. Well, let's go check it out. Let's look at it. Are you really? Um, and we can then decide for ourselves, okay, is that really where I want to shop? Is that who I want to work for? Um, you know, when we have people like JP Morgan saying, you know, and Jamie Dimon back in the early days saying, oh, Bitcoin is terrible and nobody should buy it. And then somebody saying, oh, well, I went ahead and looked at the blockchain and it looks like Jamie Dimon, you made these blockchain Bitcoin purchases. So tell me why you're saying one thing over here and you're doing something else over here. And so that is why I love blockchain because it's the technology to support the way we want to operate in the future. It's the transparency. And so when we have these governments that want to operate with this immense level of transparency, we have the tech to support it now. 
And so that's why I think we're moving into crypto. Um, it's because of the underlying technology, because the underlying technology has the ability now to support us for the first time moving into this space of formlessness, because we can have um, DAOs, we can have these autonomous organizations um, that aren't, that don't have a head. They're not hierarchical, they're heterarchical. And so they're autonomous. There is no leader. It's all of us as a community saying, well, what do we want? Let's vote. Let's vote as a community because we all hold the digital token. So, you know, one voice, one vote. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's like the ultimate um, democracy. I don't know necessarily whether the ultimate democracy is always a good thing because um, not because not everybody will have the same level of knowledge about something. So like, yes. you know, we had democracy in the UK, we ended up with Brexit, <laughs> you know, oh, right. <laughs> and not exactly the, uh, the uh, uh, I, you know, a lot of people realized afterwards that, uh, you know, maybe that was not a very good decision. Um, but I think the future is very bright, um, you know, based on what we have discussed so far, I hope that people, uh, women uh, in particular, you know, can see the opportunity and and step up and like really um, pursue those opportunities. And you know, of course, we are going to have you on the platform, so we will talk more. But um, it's a, I always say like wherever there is um, difficulties, there's opportunities. And and yeah, our generation has its own um, challenges. You know, we have seen two financial crashes in our lifetime. Uh, two major ones right with the, the pandemic and then the 2008 one and of course yeah. you know it has uh it, it's a lot to take on as a as one generation um but then on the bright side we have all of these new opportunities um you know i uh, just during the pandemic i built uh, an entire this new entirely new business which is now worth already um, we are now raising funds at 25 million you know, like at the level, like we are, uh, you know, valued already at 25 minutes. And that, that wouldn't have happened, um, you know, if, if it wasn't, to be honest, if it wasn't for the pandemic event, because yeah. because of the pandemic, everybody was home and, you know, everybody was working on Zoom. So, so uh, it opened up the possibility of doing this. So um, opportunities are everywhere. I think it, it's, you know, the way I see it is, we are here to create a, an amazing experience of this life. And um, if we open up our eyes, there are opportunities everywhere to, to create that amazing experience. And I think for women going into um, technology and these new areas in finance, the FinTech and you know, blockchain, all that stuff, it's a, it's a really exciting opportunity. It is. Close, it yeah. is. I, I think it's, I think the opportunities are endless. They really are. Yeah. Um, and it's so exciting. So Absolutely. yeah. Thank you so much for, this was um, for your time, Jennifer. It was really great talking to you. Yes. It was fabulous. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Jennifer Grayson. The two of us will be doing a lot more sessions on FemPeak together, reviewing the market moves in crypto and digital assets in general. So look out for those and be sure to join the platform if you haven't already.
Also, subscribe to the Somi Aryan podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five star rating and write a review. Also, subscribe to the Somi Aryan podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five star rating and write a review. You can also find the full video of these conversations on my YouTube channel and connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. Finally, if you're not yet a member of Fempeak, head over to fempeak.ai, register, and join a community that actively supports women's professional growth.